Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Out of Band Show. Today marks our 32nd episode. And actually, the number 32 has some significance to this podcast. Can you guys think of what if it is? If you mentioned something about Taylor Swift, I swear to God. <laughs> oh no. Any I, other guesses? I figure Any it's the guesses? number of segments about Amazon that we've had. <laughs> Anyone else? Anyone Look else? Who, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Amazon is not the problem here. Tesla and Elon Musk is the problem you know what, here. You know what? I want to bring something up because I was gone that one episode so I could study for my exam. And it's the one damn episode that you guys talk about Tesla and SpaceX independently of me bringing it up. What's nah. your deal? I had some nah. very hot takes on those subjects and now I won't get to add them to the conversation. See, the thing is, Ryan, when we talk about those, you know too much about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And How can so you, you know just, like, too much about information. something? You you go off on the information, and then like we're just you make us look like amateurs. Yeah, given, exactly. given we so are amateurs, but like and we don't know anything about it. It's funny. Okay. Well, anyways, so so the number the number thirty two. Araf, what do is, you think? I think it's a pretty cool number. I mean, <laughs> I think that's the amount of time I've stayed awake today. But just thirty two. Thirty two. Just just thirty two. I think no further explanation. It's the age Araf will survive to. Well, anyways, 32, for for all the viewers at home, is actually half of 64, which is the amount of items in a stack in Minecraft. And so my question today is, if you were a Minecraft block, what would you be, Eric? Listen, I think my arm reach is about, like, six feet. And I still cannot reach as far as you just reached from 32 <laughs> to Minecraft. <laughs> that's, but that's number one. If I am a Minecraft block, I would obviously be emerald, like emerald ore, because you can never find that <laughs> and it's always where you least expect it, but it's the most valuable <laughs> and people care about it more than anything else. Ryan, Ryan, what you got? Yeah, keep it simple. Keep it classy. Cobblestone's the way to go. You know, I think I would be bedrock because you can't break me. <laughs> Except with pistons, of course. <laughs> Sad laughter. Um, okay. I, I didn't really think this one through. I thought of the question, but I didn't think of the answer. Um, I like oak mm. planks. Those are good. I'll go with that one. Okay, uh, let's move on to the next segment. <laughs> this has been fantastic. Hello, it's your friendly neighborhood editor, Eric, popping in just to apologize for not gracing the airwaves with the new episodes of the Out of Band Show over the past number of weeks. All four of us have been varying degrees of busy, and we haven't been able to keep up with our normal schedule. However, rest assured that our normal, once-a-week release schedule will be returning. That being said, uh, this episode that you're about to hear was recorded on January 10th of this year, so it is a bit out of date. The news items that we're about to talk about are a little bit uh, old news by this point, uh, but we didn't want to waste any good content uh, that we could instead share with all of you. So with that being said, let's move on to the news with Araf. <laughs> Hello folks and welcome to the news! This week we're talking about refrigerators and robots. And guess what? LG made a fridge! And it's it's a pretty normal fridge, but 
The catch here is that it uses UV light to sanitize your drinks. Oh, and it's also cool. voice activated. I believe in the document I was reading, they were talking about how whenever you would knock on the door, the little screen on the TV, or it's a little screen on the refrigerator would flash. Um, but, but that's not all LG's working on. They're also working on a Roomba that basically runs around and scans for like dirty areas and then sanitizes them with UV light. Um, I mean, the article also mentioned that it would be really good to use in hospitals and things like that because, you know, it, not everyone has time to clean and if someone misses a spot, it's kind of bad. Uh, uh, and, and lastly, uh, there, there's this really cool Japanese engineer that brought us, um, a robot hamster and I, I don't know what it does because they were talking about some really complex AI things, but like, it's a robot hamster. They said it's really good for like newborns and infants. So, a Zuzu pet. Yes, a Zuzu pet. Oh. Uh huh. <laughs> a really expensive Zuzu pet. <laughs> it sounds to me like LG is just playing with ultraviolet lasers at this point, and they're just trying to find a use for this giant like laser supply that they have. And so now they're going to send a robot around your house to go find your pet so that it can start shooting, like, UV uh -huh. at it. <laughs> Swear to God, everyone's going to have cancer yeah. in five years. They definitely invested, like, way too much R&D money into UV light and without really a purpose for it. And so, yeah, you're right, Ryan. <laughs> now they're just coming up with stuff. And I think it's funny. We should install this in our office apartment. And so that way it can sanitize our office. Okay, but what? question, question. This this LG Roomba that uses UV light, does it also function as a Roomba, like with, with a vacuum attached to it? Or is it just the UV light? It's just the UV light. Well, that's stupid. It just, it just goes around what? and cleans things. But like, cleans germs. If you put it on your carpet, say, it's that's almost useless, right? It's just going to run over all the crumbs and stuff that you have. Well, that's not the point of it, Eric. It's what? supposed to sanitize. Okay, but... It's not clean, though. You know, this brings up an interesting point. I don't know if any of you have seen Star Wars before. I, I think a couple times all of yeah. us here have seen have seen Star Wars, at least Episode Four. Mm -hmm. So on board the uh, the Death Star, they had these like little tiny uh, droids that drove around like the hallways. I think they were used to like deliver like information or yeah, something. Yeah, the, the Zuzu pets. Like yeah, that. yeah, the Zuzu pets. Yeah. I think I think those those are actually the little uh, LG um, like ultraviolet light Roombas, and then there's some sort of onboard system, and they were using it for cleaning. So look at that, LG took an idea from sci-fi and is putting it in action in your home. What more could we ask for? This is 2021 at work. I wonder if they'll put that on the Amazon Basics planet we discussed a couple episodes ago. <laughs> oh no. See, I think that um, pretty soon Amazon here with their whole like, you know, camera and like security system, they're going to have flying drones that have guns attached Amazon to them. Laser. So then my mother can just can just take control of the drone <laughs> and just defend the house. That's a really good question. <laughs> Completely switching topics. The, these Amazon Prime Air drones, right? What's stopping someone from just like reaching up and grabbing it and stealing the package? That's a good question. Do they have guns on them? I would like to know. They have UV light. They will sanitize the people. 
that grab him. Okay, um, it'll look for your eyes and shine very powerful laser. This LG laser. Let, let's say I don't want my sister stealing my food from the fridge. Can I program this laser to just shoot her when she steals my food? Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and and since it's becoming awfully violent, I think it's time to move on to hot takes with Eric. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Hot Takes. I am your Hot Take Specialist, Eric. Woo! And today, we're going to be talking about streaming services, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Ryan, since you love just calling me out for topics that we've apparently talked about before, without actually warning me in advance that we've talked about it before, uh, have we talked about streaming services before? Uh, I think we did. I think- you know what? Doesn't matter. We're going on anyway. <laughs> so... <laughs> Here's the thing. There are, I'm going to start with the obvious. This is, this is poignantly uh, obvious to anyone who has looked at the streaming service market. There are too goddamn many of them. Okay? It started out nice. You had Netflix, the trendsetter, the big one. Then you got Hulu. Mm. That does more TV shows. That has its place. And now you got Disney+, Plus, Peacock, HBO Max, probably more. D- the, the DC Comics has their own streaming service. What? Like, everyone is just seeing, oh, Netflix can get people to pay $10 a month and saying, what if we did the same thing but with less and worse content? That'll get them. Each one is at least 6 to $10 a month. I know some of them, like Netflix and HBO Max specifically, are like 12 even higher if you want more than one stream going on at once. It's highway robbery. Mm-hmm. Movie studios, especially Warner Brothers with HBO Max, are putting brand new movies onto their services straight out at the same time or instead of going to the movie theater. And I see this as something that in in theory is is nice. You know, you don't have to go to the theater, spend a bunch of money on popcorn. Like I'm sure there are studies that could show if it's cheaper or more expensive overall. But in reality, I don't want to just watch just warner brothers movies on hbo max i want to be able to see disney ones i want to be able to see universal i want to be seeing columbia i don't want to have to pay a total of like 40 dollars a month just to see the movies when i could just go on tuesdays and get them for five bucks you know and i i, I do see this continuing you know people are going to say oh why can't like the convenience factor of being able to watch it on your tv i, I see this happening after covid the apps, the streaming service apps are bad. Now, Ryan, I know you have a Samsung Smart TV, right? I do. And, yeah. and what do you have to do to be able to watch Peacock on that Samsung Smart TV? Oh, I use a uh, an external device and just uh, broadcast or like you know transfer it through HDMI. Interesting. Do you think uh, should this be happening? I mean, is that convenient? I, I'm of the opinion that if Peacock is supposed to be this big streaming service that everyone's <laughs> hyping up that NBC really loves, they should have a Samsung Smart TV app. Don't you agree? I mean, Eric, if you want my hot take on it, I think that TV apps in general are just kind of a bad idea, that, and I have always hated it. Yeah. They should just really build, like, it should just be a web integration. I don't understand why there's no capable internet browser on a television. <laughs> but like, There is. I mean, like, in some cases there is, but you have to deal with, as we've talked about on the show before, bad TV remote design. That's a yeah. whole different topic. Hey, we could do a tech fail on that. <laughs> oh. Moving on. Uh, 
the of course the content that you're watching on these streaming services you don't actually own. So, for example, on Peacock when it first launched, they had all the Harry Potter movies on it. I don't know how NBC got the rights to Warner Brothers' big franchise, but they did, and they had them, and everyone was everything was great for one week. They had them for one week, and then they expired and went back to Warner Brothers so that they can be on HBO Max now. Huh. Like, and and that's not. That's not even to say, like, The Office being removed from Netflix, the Friends being removed from Netflix, so it could be put on these other services. You guys you know, don't even like Friends. What does it matter? <laughs> I'm just saying, that's a big example. A lot of people care about that. Uh, okay. And at the end of the day, all these different services are just cable networks again. The point of going to streaming services was to save money on cable, so you're not spending 50 to to $100 a month just to get the networks that you want to watch and the shows that you want to watch. And now you're going to have to end up doing that anyway because these studios are worried that they're going to lose money and they want to maximize all the profits but not actually help the consumer. They say, it's oh, it's so convenient. You get all this content for 5 to $10 a month. But at the end of the day, it's not a good value. This is going downhill. And it'll take another disruption like what Netflix did a couple like decades ago to actually change this. Hmm. Now, I don't I usually do this, Eric, but let, let me play devil's advocate for a second here. Oh, my God. I, I've, I have two words for you, Eric. Free market. Now, the thing with Netflix back in the day is Netflix was the one, right? Mm-hmm. So essentially, when you have all of the movies there, you can charge whatever outrageous price you want, right? And Netflix didn't do that, which is why we liked them so much, right? They didn't do yeah. that originally. But now that there's all these streaming services... You know, we have the convenience of, you know, paying less than what we might be paying if there's only like one monopoly on all of the movies. Because they, you know, they could charge like $50 a month if they wanted, if they had all the movies. So I think that is one plus of having so many options. But yes, I do agree with you. The apps are terrible. And, you know, you want to watch one movie and you got to go and pay another $5 to go subscribe Mm -hmm. to something else. Well, like when Mulan came out on Disney Plus earlier this year. What was it like? Thirty dollars to watch that movie? You had to pay extra. Yeah, I'll pay like, extra. That's Monopoly that's even worse. Right there. Yeah. Sorry, editor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do have one I, more thing to add. Yeah. You do say it saves you money on the popcorn and stuff, right? But Eric, as we both know, when you have Ryan over for a movie, you don't just mm-hmm. go through one bag of popcorn. You go through several bags no, 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 of popcorn. No, 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 no. Have you ever seen this man bring up? A bag of popcorn. No, no, I don't think us. I have. No, no, no. You see, you see, you bring Bailey over for a movie, yeah. and he's going through a whole bag of popcorn on his own. When was the last time we went down there for popcorn, Eric? Huh? You tell uh, me. Uh, Ralph, what's your take? <laughs> uh, well, uh, you see, Amazon has a pretty cool streaming service called Prime Video. Oh yes, right. Yeah, it's pretty yes. pretty cool. They've got they've cool got Man in the High have. Castle. Yeah, yeah, it's a good show. I think um, Amazon, as as they are slowly becoming like the largest, just just giant ever, doing literally everything. They should just buy all the streaming services. Because if they buy all the streaming services, then you would only have to pay for Prime Video, right? And and sure, they could just pull a uh, Prime Video is not going to cost two thousand dollars a year, <laughs> but but. It's only one service now, and now you don't have to keep track of, like, oh, I want to watch South Park. I guess I have to buy HBO Max now, or 
I want to see the new Mulan movie. I guess I gotta buy Disney Plus. Instead, it's all in. It's all built into Amazon, and and you can just run on through. Plus, Amazon has an app for literally everything. That's true. Like I'm, Amazon yeah, Plus. They they have their own app on smart TVs and desktop, mobile, everything. I will say. Off- I will say this real quick, Ryan. Uh, okay. Amazon already has the most expensive streaming service because to get Prime Video, you have to pay for Prime, which is already one hundred twenty nine dollars a year. So you got that going. Is that, how much I, is that how much I pay for Prime every year? Uh, Wait, really? Under a student, you don't have to. I don't think. Right? Yeah, if you're hey, a under student, a student. But if you're like full service, yeah. Ryan, I will say so. This is an issue that had already been solved, which has now been unsolved, which is usually the sign of some sort of government regulation like being necessary. So if you think about it, like right after Blockbuster kind of started on the downtrend when Netflix started taking over like streaming game. Any, if you wanted to stream something, like Netflix was the place to go. Mm-hmm. Like that was it. There really weren't any other. If like, it wasn't there, it's not anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And so, like that kind of worked. And for a while, like you know, Netflix held a lot of very long-term contracts with distributors, which is why they you know held on to the office for as long as they ended up doing that. And it was you know Hulu was also like another really big player alongside of them for a while too, until last year when suddenly just everything exploded and then everyone had a service. Now, this is very similar, you could see in some ways, to like the deregulation of the airline industry, where, you know, they were forced to have like certain requirements. And then when those requirements were taken away, like everyone branched out and had their own different type of airline. So I think like an optimal solution to the problem of there being so many different streaming services is that like as a society the United States citizens would need to agree to overrule the free market in order to establish some sort of fair government streaming marketplace, which I'm already telling you just by describing this is never going to happen here in the U.S. This is like the Affordable Care Act for streaming. (laughs) See, it's the salute. Like, you have to... There's no other way to regulate this kind of streaming content without some sort of government intervention because it is actually just owned by a bunch of different people, yeah. like healthcare.gov/netflix. Oh my god! Uh-huh. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> let's move on to tech fails with Ryan. The tech fails are simple. The people are not. Today on tech fails, we are discussing the Fire Festival. Now you might be wondering, what's the Fire Festival? Well. In 2017, a man by the name of Billy McFarland had a dream to create the next largest music festival held on an island in the Bahamas. He promised an unparalleled experience in private villas where people would use wireless wristbands to pay for their amenities. Even better, he had the backing of popular music artist Ja Rule and marketing from popular influencers like Kendall Jenner on Instagram. Tickets to the event were a steal at only $500, and some more premium tickets going up to $1,500. But alas, the day arrived for this concert to begin. People arrived on this island expecting private villas and luxury treatment, and they were dropped off at their accommodations. In front of them, a FEMA tent. Private chefs? How about more like a slice of bread with some cheese on it? Yes. As you would have expected, the event which promised all of these beautiful things at a ridiculously low price turned out to be one of the largest scams ever instituted uh, in our modern age. 
Uh, which is beautiful because a lot of it is documented on YouTube and there's some other documentaries on actual streaming services uh, which describe how this man effectively ripped off thousands of people to put on an event which went terribly. Now, I'm sure that our other co-hosts here are also aware of the Fire Festival. What do you guys think was notable uh, from the experience? What do you think went wrong? How do you think we stop this from happening in the future? Ideas? Billy McFarland, is that the founder of McFarland, Wisconsin? Hey, I live there. Well, <laughs> lived. Lived, lived. <laughs> I do believe that uh, that Billy McFarland did end up, uh, did he go to jail? He did. Uh, over he this, did. this incident? Yeah, apparently you're not supposed to, uh, you know, take out loans to try and construct on a private island yeah. only to put up a bunch of FEMA tents. That didn't do it. My question was, was that intentional? From the start, you know, I'm gonna move on from the joke that you just made. To wait, did you oh, intend no. to make that joke? That was not an intended joke. Oh, intended? Ha ha ha! We're done. We're moving on. Um, so, I think this is like if you're taking a class on the power of influencers in today's age, this is example number one. Like, I don't think anyone would have even cared about this thing had they not gone and gotten like Kendall Jenner to post about it on her Instagram. Cause that oh. is what got people to say, Oh, she's saying that this is cool, which means this is cool. I should go. And from what I understand and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, gentlemen, but Kendall Jenner wasn't even in attendance at this. She just posted no, just about an it and then didn't go, yeah. um, which is misleading at best. And honestly, I don't know. It's a whole case study of what not to do in marketing. And from what I understand, they afterward, they had still said, oh, we'll see you next year for Firefest 2018. <laughs> and weren't immediately beaten by the mob after saying that. So I don't know how anyone let this happen. Um, but hopefully uh, the government will prevent this from happening ever again. Hopefully. Well, I did want to bring up uh, some of the technology that they had promised to use, specifically those RFID wristbands in order to pay for things. Have you guys ever used those before at any sort of like sporting events or anything? And if not, do you think that'll become common? I know Disney has them. Disney definitely has them. Yes, I can I concur on that, Eric. Um, what was I going to say? They did... Um, this is kind of in the realm... I, it all comes back to Taylor Swift, right? When when I went to one of her concerts, they gave us this light up wristband that, you know, like once oh, you get to yeah, the stadium, was... they can like, you know, program them to like do waves of color across the stadium. Um, so there's that. And another topic I've heard, again, forgive me for mentioning this, but the Amazon stores that are supposedly coming where you walk in <laughs> and you walk out and they just know what you paid for. So I, I'm assuming that technology is becoming more and more common. Um, I don't know if the RFID thing in particular is the way to go, but. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's pretty similar to what the government's doing with the coronavirus vaccine where they're putting the microchips uh, in you. Yeah. Okay. Gonna have to put in a giant, uh, this is a joke, uh, like warning right before, uh, that airs. This episode so, available right on Parler. <laughs> Yes, and I did also want to uh, remind everyone that you can come to uh, Oobfest. Actually, you can buy tickets to uh, for $1,000 uh, and come to beautiful Madison, Wisconsin 
uh, where you can attend a live episode of the Out of Band Show. Yeah, if you want Venmo, Eric Farland. if you want Venmo me at Eric Mako uh, with <laughs> any money that you have, <laughs> uh, we will make sure that you are taken uh, taken care of here in Madison. Taken yeah. advantage Please. of, yes. Uh-huh. All you have to do, just sign a check. Don't actually fill out any of the information. Send it to us, mm-hmm. and then we'll take care of the rest. Yeah. And with that, let's go ahead and move on to story time with Bailey. How do I even phrase this story? All I say is, okay, uh, the, the script says, please tell us about the lizards. That That's all I get to work with? Okay. I mean, it's your, it's your segment. It's your segment. <laughs> it is my segment. I just don't know how to best describe this. Um, welcome to Storytime with your host, Bailey. Uh, and today, I want to talk about uh, something that happened to me recently. Um, so as you know, we're on our, our winter break for UW right now. And my family decided at the last minute they wanted to go down to a little place in Florida called Fort Lauderdale. Um, so, so we got there, and uh, it's a good time. Um, and it, it was in this like little little hotel complex, right? And I was mm-hmm. telling Eric about this as I got back. Most of the people that are there have timeshares there. And many of these people are Canadians. And so with the border being closed right now... Uh-oh. The place was virtually empty. There was there was not many people there, and but we did get to talk to some of the people that were not from Canada that just go down there every once in a while, like the the, the locals you could say, but they're not really local because they only go there sometimes. Um, and they were kind of helping us get acquainted to the place and you know what to expect down there, you know the best spots to go to avoid people that kind of a thing. But one thing they failed to mention was the the local wildlife. Now, Araf, I believe we had a segment a while back um, where we talked about an alligator. Is that true? Do we t- do we talk about that, Araf? Yeah, Araf. Uh, yes, yes. I, and I, I uh, can can you remind me what what did that alligator do? Oh, um, well, uh, it 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 approached a person, gave them a nice hug, and then dragged them down to the bottom of the lake. <laughs> beautiful you heard it here, so, you heard it here first on the out of band show so <laughs> so you can imagine my surprise when i was over at the hotel pool right and i and i look over five five feet away from me right now okay I, I will preface this there there are plenty of geckos down in florida these tiny tiny little little lizard like creatures right and so i'm used to seeing those i've seen those before they're very cute they're very fast they don't harm you right but I look five feet over to my left, and I see the biggest lizard I have ever seen in my life, probably the size of Luna, and it's just sitting there looking at me. And lucky for me, I did see that there was a little jar of jam on on the ground for whatever reason. I don't know who left it there, but I felt relatively secure because it was there. Eric looks very confused. I don't know how it got there either. Right. Did, that sounds like something your family would do, to be honest, though. What, leave out a jar of jam so we'd see <laughs> the lizards? I could see your sisters doing that. <laughs> so I was Wait, freaked out. So you felt... Go ahead, Araf. Was that Araf? Sorry, you, you felt safer because there was a jar of jam next to you? Well, the lizard yeah, was more interested in the jam too. than there was in me. It, it was just kind of oh. chill, just chilling out there, right? And so, uh-huh. you know, as any normal person would, I jumped out of my chair and ran the other way, right? 
But do we have that scream on like recorded. Is that <clears> I can do a little. Ah! Um, thank you. <laughs> so, something like that. Something like that. Um, and so I'm on the other side of the pool, right? But I didn't tell my sister, and so she was very close by me on that side of the pool, and the lizard starts walking towards her, and uh, I didn't tell her until it was right next to her chair. She didn't really appreciate that, um, but. She also ran away, and uh, her uh, her stuff on her chair was held hostage by the lizard for another like half hour. So we just kind of kind of watched until it went away. But yeah, that that that's what happened to me down in Florida. And actually, that was not the only one down there. There were like three or four at that hotel. Um, so I don't know if I want to go back there again. I'm sure they were fine. They were just a little scary, a little spooky. Um, well, you know what they say when you find one spider there's like a hundred more in the walls so i presume if you saw like three of those lizards there was about 300 more inside of the hotel so <laughs> yeah in florida they don't have to worry about rats they worry about alligators and crocodiles and right right yes <laughs> yeah. i i do have one more they thing. just want to give you a hug man <laughs> okay now this is not in the script either but i didn't i didn't tell you guys about this either um so one of the nights we were there actually this was after New Year's, right? So I had stayed up pretty late because of the time difference. You guys were up until like one. I was up until two there. I don't want to talk about that night. We, we don't need to talk about that night. Eric had a rough night. Um, that's all I want to talk about that night. <laughs> so, so I had just gone to bed. It was very late. I was very tired, very exhausted. And I'm sleeping on the couch in one of the rooms. So this is kind of like a suite thing. So there's like, like a, a living room in one area. And then through another door, there's like the bedroom. But, you know, there's two beds, so there's five of us in our family. I don't sleep with them, right? And so, to my knowledge, my parents told me this the day after. I was fast asleep, two in the morning, right? And these these random guys come up to the hotel room and just start making a big ruckus, right? At some point, my sister thought she heard gunshots. Um, oh. But really what it was was them throwing a plastic chair at our window because they thought one of their friends was in our hotel room. But as it turns out, they were looking for the building next door. But so oh. my family was cowering in the corner of the hotel room while I was fast asleep. While these people were throwing <laughs> chairs at our window. Now, luckily, these windows are hurricane proof. So that means like up to 170 mile an hour winds. So we were safe. But the fact that I didn't even wake up during any of that. And then everyone was just kind of like shocked. <laughs> Good times. So did you family called 911 or something or um you know now that i think about it they probably should have uh but we did Wait, get a security we did get a security guard the next night nice <laughs> so they didn't this is... they didn't notify anyone that no, someone they was just, throwing they just, a chair at their window. they just waited it out what the hell <laughs> uh honestly knowing your mom i'm surprised she didn't try talking to them through the window oh she totally would have she'd been like would you like to buy some normwex <laughs> products <laughs> and with that, <laughs> let's move on to our outro. Well, folks, that's our show for today. If you like what you heard, be sure to share the podcast with a friend or two. We hope to see you again next time. But until then, don't cancel your Outlook events. Stay safe. <laughs>